Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome back to another incredible, exciting, amazing, stupendous, incredible, amazing, happy, stupendous, great, wonderful podcast of the Real Film Nerds. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a lot of happy and crazy, wonderful, stupendous stuff going on. Hey, you shut your mouth. I haven't done your three and a half minute long introduction you wanted. Oh, yeah, you gotta you keep it going, man. It's just a lot of stupendous and crazy, expialidocious, I don't know, big words. Lots of big words. So, I am your host, not mysterious Mike Talent. I am Matt. And as you heard... Here, let's see how I, I'm not going to do three and a half minutes, but I'll do a little bit. Okay. Um, the uh, computer programmer extraordinaire, the Scooby diving Scoobiness of the Servistiness, the I don't know. I'm running out of shit that that uh, I can right. say without yeah, ruining it. Yeah, no. Where you right. live and what you really do. I mean, you know, it's not every day. That my best friend becomes the equivalent of James Bond for the U.S., you know? So. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, so there's my horrible, god-awful introduction for my good buddy, Mr. Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. Um, did, did you introduce yourself? Yes. All right. All I right. introduced myself as not Mysterious Mike Talent. <laughs> okay all right best introduction ever yep that 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 is a good introduction and uh you know we're gonna be talking about a movie i'm pretty excited to talk about so but before that matt what are you drinking (sighs) wow you actually got it Mike, you actually got it. I'm proud. You're becoming an adult. This is amazing. Uh, Yeah, don't count on that. That was just this one time. It's because we've been talking about drinking for a little bit, right? Yeah, that's it. Well, Mike, I am drinking a Four Peaks not kilt lifter oh what? you see you oh, see man. the you build up me. the build the build up was huge it was huge is that what she said yes definitely that's what she said at least in my world nice. why am i so alone anyways um <clears throat> i found this uh, i've been meaning to try it a little bit uh i don't know if it's a specialty thing but it was they only sell it at fries here which doesn't make any sense. They might sell it at like liquor barn and stuff like that, but I just went to the grocery store to get the best price. It is a Four Peaks Golden Lager. Oh, okay. Nice. And what it says on the back is two decades in the making. Our Golden Lager is brewed with some of the world's most celebrated lager yeast for an authentic, elegant flavor befitting the beer's bright color. Drink deep. You just struck gold. <laughs> nice. It's nice. not half bad. It's not half bad. And that is uh, the Four Peaks Brewing Company based out of Tempe, Arizona, but owned by Budweiser. Uh, it's uh, in it's uh, InBev 
Anheuser-Busch, I think, or InBev. Ah, doesn't matter. I screwed it up, but yes. Doesn't matter. The Europeans that bought Budweiser bought Four Peaks at the same time or around the same time. All right, so Mysterious Mike, what IPA are you going to grace us with today? Man, you're right. It is an IPA. I feel like I'm just a broken record, but I am going to grace you with... This is a Stone Enjoy By 420 uh, 19 IPA, which is a, uh, according to the can, a devastatingly dank double IPA. Isn't that what you were drinking last time, too? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I was drinking the Epic, um, uh, what is it called? The Epic Beer? It was one that said you had to enjoy it by 420 or whatever. Oh, yeah. Then, yes. It's the same one. Woo! All right, Mike. Well, um, speaking about uh, computer programming, what movie... (laughs) I don't know how to go from you drinking an IPA into talking about The Matrix. So, oh, 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 you just did it. You just did it. There you go. Oh, dude, you need to ask me about the blue or red pill. Oh, son of a bitch. Well, we could get into that later. All right. Okay, Mike. So which pill are you going to wash down with your beer, the blue or the red pill? Hmm. I think I'm going to do the blue pill. So you're going to choose to stay in the Matrix. Yeah, man. This shit's awesome. Okay. Well, I was just going to go with the blue pill because... uh, Am I in the Matrix now? Wait. How are we explaining this? If I'm in the Matrix now, like my life right now is the Matrix, I definitely want the red pill. Ah, okay. Because you want to get out. Yes. All right. I want my mind to be blown. Yeah. And so, like, I take the blue pill because I experience privatism. And you're living the dream. (laughs) So you don't want it to go away. That. That was a, a uh, joke that fell badly, but that was the Viagra joke, people. Jesus, Mike. Jesus. <laughs> See, you're getting as bad as I am on the jokes. <laughs> yes, yes. Now I, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Um, but uh, Matt, uh, I guess since do you want me to go into the synopsis of this, since we've kind of we've talked about it a little bit. Yes, Mike, go ahead and give us the rundown on The Matrix, the movie that inspired you to become a computer programmer, which I have no freaking idea why that happened. And that is going to be probably the majority of the topic for this podcast. So go ahead, give us the rundown on The Matrix. All right. So The Matrix, um, as Matt has pointed out, is directed and written by the Wachowskis. Do you see how I didn't touch that with a 10-foot pole? Anyway, next thing is uh, it's starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, Gloria Foster, and Joe Pantoliano. Uh, that was close. Pantoliano, <sighs> I think is Dang how it. they pronounce it. Pantoliano. Sorry. Sorry, hey, Joe. But I got one for you on that 10-foot pole thing. That's what she said. <laughs> Nice. A little bit late, Matt. Is it, well, bit. but I didn't want to interrupt you while you're doing your thing. Oh, that's true. That's true. And you never want her to say that. Anyway, um, a computer hacker 
learns from his mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers. Well, that's as vague as can be. I love it. All right, Mike. So I don't know if we really need to review this movie because why are we even talking about The Matrix? Because, I mean, The Matrix is old. It's like really old. Yeah, so The Matrix uh, just turned 20. Um, and that is why we're talking about it. Uh, March uh, 31st, 1999, this uh, movie came out. And uh, Matt, me and you saw it together, and it blew my mind. I loved it. Yeah, dude, it blew pretty much everyone's mind. And, oh, here's a little bit of trivia for you, Mike. All right, so I think what we're probably going to do for this, we're going to do more of a retrospective look at The Matrix We'll talk about it and review it a little bit. But basically, if you haven't seen The Matrix, you might as well turn this off and go watch it because we're just going to spoil the whole thing. I mean, it's it's one of the movies that has made the super blockbuster, I guess is a good way to put it, exist. It's the reason why we have the one of the reasons why we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why superheroes are huge now, all these things. I feel like it was such a neat blending of tech and martial arts and sci-fi and uh, such a smart story. So here's your warning. Right now, we're just going to start it at however many minutes we're in. We're just going to spoil the whole thing from now on. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But I mean, who the hell hasn't seen The Matrix? So, all right, Mike, here's a little tidbit of info. The Matrix being a huge blockbuster i don't know if you know this the first week it was out it was number one. Second week it was out it was number two. Third week it was out it was back up to number one do you know why no i don't know why because we didn't have the internet as widespread as it is now we really didn't have cell phones much we had some but not like how they are now and so the majority of why the matrix went started out at the top went to number two and then went back up was word of mouth oh that's awesome that's really cool to see a movie just growing off of word of mouth instead of the viral internets that we have now yeah now it's you know oh well read nine different stories about it watch 12 different youtube videos about it listen to 12 podcasts about it hopefully this one and then uh you know uh then decide if you want to go see it it's it's insane how much technology has truly changed in just 20 years. I mean, it's technology changes always at a fast pace, but not at the fast pace that we are now experiencing. It has never been like how it is now, thanks to computers. You know, like whoever thought my job was going and my industry was going to be completely decimated. 100%. But it is. Yeah, I'm sure you absolutely did not, of course. And um, yeah, if I would have known, I would have said about it. I would have done something else. Yeah. But anyways, um, all right. So, Mike, <laughs> how the hell did the Matrix inspire you to become a computer programmer? Because interesting, another little bit of tidbit: the little bit of computer programming that Neo actually does is in a freaking cubicle. And there was another movie that came out in 99 that took place in a cubicle as well that is also one of your favorite movies. Oh, did Office Space come out in uh, 1999? Yes, sir. Oh, man. That's another great one. Um, And I essentially live that life. Uh, It's kind of funny. Um, Sounds depressing to me. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I guess in a way. I don't know. It's different when you're in it, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. I just love this movie. Like, I, I know for the most part, this movie, there's really no coding. And besides, in the beginning, there's not a lot. Besides, the Matrix is, like, code and, like, they do programming to, like, teach them how to do stuff like he learns like he's like i know kung fu now you know like yeah they write different programs and then they can download the programs basically into their brains in a few seconds or minutes or whatever and they immediately know what the hell it is yeah kind of like uh another movie that keanu reeves was in called johnny mnemonic which is (laughs) not that great but anyway um the, the uh, I don't know. Like, I guess it, the combination of this movie and like uh, Hackers, which we've talked about before, just really. And Hackers was what ninety five, right? Yeah, I think it was ninety five or ninety four. Um, do you want me to look real quick? If you want to, you can. I don't care. Go to, to the, the realfilmnerds dot com, and then scroll, or you can use the search option and just type in the word hackers, and it will tell you on the realfilmnerds.com. Yeah, Amazing. Uh, it's it's uh, 1995. Oh, so, I win. Yes, you do. <laughs> you, you are a winner, man. Hey, um, you know, you're winning at life. I'm winning at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this movie, I, you know, I, I love it and like... Matt, this is definitely going to date date us, but I remember when DVDs were coming out, the first DVD I wanted to get was The Matrix. Wait a minute. Who's going to date us? You're married, and I'm completely and utterly alone and hopeless. No, no, like uh, uh, age us. See, there was another good bad joke there. (laughs) (laughs) That's just for that one guy that commented. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, hey, so you know what? Speaking of DVDs, the... Only way I could watch The Matrix was on my DVD copy, which probably was one of my first DVDs I bought as well. Little thing I did not notice until I uh, rewatched The Matrix. Uh, What's that? The Matrix is has like a green freaking tint on it from the DVD. Like the whole movie. Yes, that was on purpose. It was on purpose on the DVD? Because how come like all the other versions don't have that? No, no, they, 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 uh, I was reading just some trivia about it and they said when you're in the matrix, there's, there's like a, a green, I think it's a green hue. Yeah. And when you're out of the matrix, it's a blue hue. And then there's a hue when they're like training and it's like yellow. I don't know, man. It really looked like a green color cast for like the whole freaking DVD. Oh. Anyways, that doesn't matter. But if that's true, that's pretty cool. Well, no, you said it was true, so yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, th- this this movie was just so much fun, and like, I love the the rock music. Like when Neo at the end flies away to Rage Against the Machine. Well, yeah, it's basically like ah. all the bands we listen to. It's like Rob Zombie, Prodigy, Rage Against the Machine. Wasn't there some corn thrown in there too? uh there might there yeah there might have been yeah but man yeah it was all this music that we like it was like this cool crazy fantasy world and and i was wondering how it was gonna hold up because i you know i just recently watched it again and 
it still holds up really well. Now, I know there's some cell phones in there that are kind of weird, but in the movie, they talk about how they picked the height of the 90s as the uh, best time to have a simulation for for people. So you're in the simulation, so it could still be the future, like now. And that was just the, the best time for them to do the thing that they're doing. I mean, I guess we're spoiling, but like... Well, yeah, we're spoiling the whole damn thing. Come on. Yeah, so 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 they can harvest our, our uh, body heat and energy to run the computers and things. So I, I just, uh, I thought that was really cool. And I had forgotten that they had covered that. So like, it, it really is like timeless. And this movie, ah, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be biased because we love it so much, but it was just neat watching it again. And it still holds up really well. Maybe the special effects are a little bit, I don't know, dated, but like the bullet time stuff still looks cool. Like, a level like of it falls apart, that's for sure. Yeah. From what I've noticed. And that is going to affect my score. But again, if it was the 1999 when we saw it, it would be a different rating for sure. But we also wouldn't be doing a podcast because I don't even think podcasts existed yet. No, no. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, it was fun. I liked it. Uh, dude, and you know those cell phones they had where the bottom like popped out everybody in the world wanted one of those when they saw that in this movie because it's like it was like the coolest thing ever yeah and they didn't they weren't i don't think they were out yet or they were like some experimental phone and then after that they're like I th- it might have been motorola was like oh crap we need to make those yeah and they were super crazy expensive by today's standards probably not but back then they were yeah, I mean, back then, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of what the cell phones looked like. Were these, they were like the big ones. Do we even have flip phones yet? I don't even know if we did yet. Not as what you're thinking of a flip phone as. Not not like a like a razor type no, thing, right? No, those weren't out, razor, those right? weren't out until like, we were like halfway through college. Yeah, and then like whatever the chocolate and all that stuff, man. Like, ah, it's like trying God, to That's back so and, funny you remember my phone. That was the phone I had when I was in New Mexico. <laughs> The LG chocolate. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, because everybody wants a little chocolate? Yeah, I don't know. But that <laughs> thing know, was dude. cool. It it did the thing in the Matrix, but um, it didn't do it like in the Matrix where, like, the bottom half popped out. It, like, well, I mean, the bottom half popped out, but, like, the whole phone just kind of, like, slid. Yeah, and then what were those yeah. texting phones, Matt? The what What were the ones where, like... Everybody wanted them for a while. Uh, I think it was. Mm. Oh yeah, and I never got one. I never yeah, got one. They, they were, were like, like they, huge too. Yeah, like but physically you like, huge. You would like flip down the thing, and then you could text like a madman. And I don't remember what they were. Yeah, what it did like called? a like a three quarter like turn to pop the keyboard out. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it had a full were, keyboard, and that's they were super popular. Yeah, a lot of people had those. I never did. I. uh I went from my chocolate to a uh, smartphone. Yeah, I had like a little teeny like Siemens phone for a long time that was just basically very, very basic phone. And it, it had the, the T9 text predi- uh, prediction stuff. Uh, it was the chocolate, man. And it was so slow and terrible. Like texting has gotten so much easier. And then it was 
Remember when um, everything just came in, and so if multiple people were texting you, you'd get confused because it didn't keep it all in like a one little like conversation. Yeah, oh, it was freaking relentless. Oh, relentless. It was awful. Like you'd get like so confused. Ugh. But yeah, no, my first cell phone that I bought on my own was my. I'm not sure if I got it my senior year of high school or if it was my freshman year of college. I think it was my freshman year of college. I think I waited until I was like physically living in phoenix before i went and got it but i went over to arizona mills mall and went to a little company called i believe back then it was uh god was it u.s cellular uh that was one of them well it's uh, the one that turned see. into there was like at&t and then at&t got bought by singular and then singular became at&t again it was weird well, but that was like one of them. There was all kinds. Like, but what was the one before Verizon? Well, that's like, what I'm trying to remember because what I when I bought my phone, it still said the company it was before. But they're like, oh yeah, we're this, we're doing this rebranding and everything, and we're changing our name to Verizon. And so I literally would have had Verizon like my entire freaking cell phone like time frame. I guess you would say I would have had him for god twenty years if I would have stuck with Verizon. But you know. I didn't. Someone talked me into joining Sprint. Biggest regret of my life. But anyways, um, yeah. And so my phone said, I think it was AirTouch Cellular. I think that's what it was. So, or Altel? Or, uh, no, no. Altel, Altel, Altel was bought by and... Sprint. I remember that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But anyways, okay. it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Basically, my phone forever had the other company on it. And then Ver- they changed the name to Verizon. And they're like, here, it doesn't matter. It's just branding. And it had it on there. I was like, okay, no big deal. And then before I knew it, Verizon was this giant company. I was like, oh man, I want to, I want my phone to say Verizon. And when I got my LG Chocolate, it finally had that. But it was like a Audio Vox something, something, something. And it was like half the size of the old Motorola's. And everybody thought it was like the smallest phone in the world and everything. It was crazy. But I was, yeah. Even when I had my chocolate, I was always freaking jealous of my buddy. Uh, I don't think he listens to the podcast, but uh, my photographer buddy out in New Mexico, uh, Donovan Quintero, he's a, uh, Worked for the Navo Times. He had a razor, and I always want—I always envied that razor, man. I thought that was the coolest looking phone ever. Yeah, the razor was pretty cool. Um, I don't think I ever had one either, man. I thought they were too expensive. Ironically, it's funny. Um, but uh, back then, we just didn't pay for cell phones like we do now. Holy crap! No, you signed a contract and you got the phone. Yeah, yeah. When, when like if we paid, we're like, all right, I'll give you like twenty bucks, but that's it. Right. And now <laughs> like, it's like, oh, here, here's your $1,500 phone. Oh, and by the way, it's still $120 a month. And uh, your insurance really has like a $1,200 deductible, but then we cover everything after that. <laughs> uh, you're not bitter at all, are you, Mike? No, no, I don't. I don't actually, I haven't had to use insurance and stuff. I'm actually really gentle and Due to my very calm lifestyle of sitting at a desk, I don't hurt my things very much. Well, my but. not calm lifestyle until fairly recently, uh, I actually have never used the insurance either. I have had a phone go down on me, though, but it was 100% a problem of the phone manufacturer, and they covered it completely, and I wa- it sucked. I had to wait a week to get a phone, which in today's world is like a lifetime. But Yeah, they didn't give you a loaner? No. Oh, man. Like, one time, uh, I mean, I digress a little bit, but one time I, I had to get a, uh, an iPhone, like, recall thing. 
They gave me a loaner for like three days. Dude, that's pretty sweet. No, the Sprint store said, yeah, it's under, you know, such and such warranty here. We just put in the order for the new one. It'll be here in a week. Sorry. I'm like, shit. I survived. It was fine. But if anybody needed to contact me, I told them email me. So anyways. All right. So, Mike, the Matrix. Um, yes, the Matrix. Since we're the doing girl the red dress, the girl in the red yeah, dress. Yeah, since we're doing more of a retrospective trivia goof kind of thing, let's go and go into there. And you dropping the note about the girl in the red dress, I have a fun one about that scene. Oh, okay, go. That scene, everyone in the entire scene, other than the girl in the red dress, is dressed in black and white. Mm, okay, yeah. Here's another interesting part about that scene as well. The Wachowskis specifically cast twins and triplets to play the background people, the extras in that scene. So if it looks like you're seeing the same person a couple times over, it's usually their twin. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Dude, that's pretty neat, huh? And that's all of them trying to do the Matrix C programming thing. So anyways. All right, go for it, Mike. What? What's? Uh, let's pick a scene that you really love, and we'll just talk about it and dissect it. What's a scene that's like one of your favorites? <sighs> um, you know, I, I I think one of my favorite scenes is when they're going into the lobby, uh, and and Neo and Trinity are are going in and they're going through like the um, metal detector. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. Do, that's do so you, funny. Do you have any uh, metal on you or whatever? I'm going to need you to remove. And then he opens his, uh, his uh, trench coat and um, there's just guns. And you're just like, he's like, what the, and I, I just love how that scene started. And I loved everything about it. Now watching it again, just recently, it was a little bit rough on some of the stuff compared to what what we get now. Well, yeah, dude, the special effects were clearly practical. And th- I even noticed when we were watching the theater, all the uh, marble and granite tiles and stuff, it's all foam. And you could tell because it just floats when it, like, explodes. Yeah, but even with that, it's still a great scene. And I love, like, the... The wire work that they did in the movie, I thought it was just so cool. Like, it it was neat. Like, you know, when I saw this movie, I'd never seen any of those kind of martial arts with a lot of uh, wire work. And, like, this was such a good melding of, like, technology, a wonderful story. Like, even... And there's, like, kind of, like, a romance in this, but it's not. It's, like, real subtle. Like, this was just... Ah, I don't know just like this movie a lot well that's one thing we can thank the matrix for is a lot of the fighting unless it was specifically a karate style movie was mostly guys just pounding the shit out of each other like boxing and the matrix brought in martial arts into a big blockbuster movie that was not a quote-unquote karate or kung fu type movie and i i feel personally that it helped get Jackie Chan into American movies on American soil. You know, he's always had a very illustrious career. I mean, huge. But after this movie, it was like all of a sudden we start seeing him cast in like American movies, like um, 
That one with uh, uh, Chris Tucker. I don't remember the name. R- Rush Hour? Yeah, Rush Hour. R- Rush Hour 1 through 3. Right. And then, you know, all of a sudden, that's just kind of the accepted norm. That's how people fight now. They do martial arts. Yeah, you know, that's probably a good point. Um, I also think that they changed the way that some of the people uh, prepared for movies. Because I was reading that they trained uh, all the actors for this train for for like six months before shooting even began. Um, which is awesome. And it, it, it made it feel and look really good. Yeah, that's true. That's one of the things that was not as big... Uh, when you talk training, you're meaning more the martial arts training, the action, the uh, yeah. stunts, and just just like physical. I mean, y- yeah, the martial arts uh, definitely and stuff, but just just having like the physical training of and like everyone. It wasn't just like only Keanu Reeves or only you know Lawrence Fishburne. It was like everybody went through this training, and it, it was awesome. Nice, nice. Well, I like lots and lots and lots and lots of scenes. And there's scenes that in this movie that have sprouted so much in the movie world, in the blockbuster world and things since. Um, I'm trying to think one of my favorite scenes. Um, you know, the uh, fight scene between um, Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne in the dojo was pretty freaking amazing yeah that was it was really cool it was really well done and here's one that i didn't notice until this rewatch but if you pay attention to lawrence fishburne he hardly breathes at all and he's still a human being doing this i don't know how they did it if he just held his breath and they just cut a lot of them together or what but he hardly breathes at all because that's one of the points that and one of the lessons he makes when he's fighting uh, Neo is, you know, you think that's air you're breathing. Oh, you're right. Oh, man. I don't even know if I noticed Dude, that. Dude, Now I want to watch it again. Like, it's watch it again. crazy. Like, you can tell. Like, when they're getting in on it, Lawrence Fishburne, like, doesn't breathe. It's weird. I don't know how he did it. It's just astonishing to me. You, you know, uh, I was just thinking about this right now. There's a couple things in this movie that I enjoyed that they did, and they're just they're they're very minor, but they explain why everything tastes like chicken. Oh, that was so good. That's like one and, of the best lines in the movie. That is and, so funny. And and the the deja vu. Yeah. Yep. Like those two. This is very minor, but I thought it was super creative. You're like, ah, oh, they like they wrote it into it, so it's like it just made it more. I don't know, more immersive and it's just cool. Like it's just flat out good writing, Mike. It just is good writing. Yeah. And then after this movie, I've always wanted to have a Lincoln Continental, like nineteen. Oh, of course, this is sixty nine. No, it's a sixty nine, brother. It's sixty nine oh, with yeah. the, the suicide doors. Yeah. Because they made that look so neat in this movie. Well, but like the way that they shot that with the water and the ah. Well, the other thing is, you know where another infamous 1969 Lincoln Continental came from, and I saw this movie before The Matrix, was uh, Animal House. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yes, it's in there, too. Uh, They destroy it, but yes, it's in there. But I've always loved that car. It's just always such a slick-looking car. Always just incredible. I would take one of those or, you know, my, my other dream car, the 67 Pontiac GTO, 
over a Tesla, over a Corvette, over just about any modern day sports car. I would rather have something like that. Man, over a Tesla. Those are those are big words. Dude, come on. Who do you think would be cooler, rolling up in a Tesla or rolling up in a Lincoln Continental? I, I see Teslas uh, every day. Yeah. I actually yeah, have I a guess, friend now yeah. that owns a Model S, which still blows my freaking mind that he bought one. But um, he does. I, I In Prescott, you might be a little different out, you know, in uh, Intercourse, Pennsylvania. But in Prescott, on my 20 or 30 minute drive, depends if I hit all the lights or not, between uh, the ghetto and downtown Prescott, I will pass... At minimum, one to two Teslas every day. Oh. Now, when well, I say I Tesla, don't... that's all of them. It's either a Model 3, a Model X, or a Model S. Oh, okay. So they're all not right. that um, special to me anymore. Yeah, I see I see them occasionally, but I you know, I couldn't say it was like like that. Oh, I see them every day now. Wow. I guess, you know, Prescott, man, you know, you, you guys are up and comers. Yeah, we got all them kind Californias kind. moving here, bringing all their cars and their money and, you know, buying and giant houses. Arizona and, looking for internet way, huh? Yeah, screwing the rest of us. I mean, yes. <laughs> all right, so, Mike, we can sit here and talk about the Matrix literally forever. We can but one thing that is just itching and burning my skull. I think my skull. Yeah, my red skull. There we go. My red skull. Oh, is it your red skull, huh? Is how does the Matrix relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, well, Matt, that's a great question, um, and you kind of alluded to one of the actors who's in uh, Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, and that is uh, Hugo Weaving's uh, Johan Schmidt, uh, or slash Red Skull. Johan. Uh, oh, Johan, sorry. It's okay. Not bad. It's all right, man. It's all right. I'm here to help you learn how to talk people's names. <laughs> yes you've been doing that for a long time now yeah as and we've then, had pointed out by a dude that reviewed our podcast again and then uh there's also uh morpheus who is uh in ant-man and wasp and he is uh dr bill foster mm -hmm. so so uh it, and then you know if i really want to get into it carrie ann moss is also in um some of the sh the series, uh, the Defenders, Iron Fist, and Daredevil, which they count, right? Those ones count, or they do, they kind of do, and they kind of don't. It's it's yeah, it's a gray area. Right. Like, um, I've seen lists of the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they count them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even though I think Disney argues that they're not because they're owned by Netflix. I say they are because they come out here and they clearly relate to it you know they're just yeah, whatever just, i i say they count in my book all right so so, so she plays the character J jerry uh hogarth in iron fist the defenders and and daredevil yeah she's what like but, a lawyer or something yeah i think is what um, she is 
Yeah, so, and she's in Jessica Jones as well. So, uh, anyway, if those count. So, I just, this one was pretty easy. And actually, an interesting thing is I recently read that um, they were going to try and cast uh, Keanu Reeves in um, uh, something recent that just came out. Uh, Maybe, oh, in Captain Marvel. But um, due to his conflicts with filming John Wick 3, he declined. See, I'm. I bet you we'll see him eventually in uh, uh, MCU movie. You know what would be really cool if is if they picked him up for the Eternals because they already have a huge name in the Eternals with uh, Angelina Jolie. Hmm. Yeah. No. It's giant. Yeah, that's going to be massive. But um. Anyways, speaking about the Red Skull, Hugo Weaving is. He does one of the best jobs in this movie. His acting, his villain, I mean, it just, after this movie, his career just skyrocketed. He was in, like, everything after this. Everything. Yeah. No, uh, this, I think this really helped uh, highlight his his acting, and he was such a good character. He was such a good bad guy. Like, he was, uh, the, the, the scene where he takes out his earpiece, and he's talking to, to Morpheus. Yeah, his big monologue. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Like, yeah, and then the, the interrogation scene, uh, that was great, too, with uh, with with Neo. Yeah. Yep. Very start of the movie. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or, or as his name, his uh, name in the movie is uh, Thomas Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. I always think of Ryan whenever they say that. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. Me too. And and you know, uh, Neo. If you rearrange the characters, uh, spells out uh, one. Oh yeah. All right. Speaking of names. Yeah. No. There's lots of. Oh, there's so much like some symbolism with different things in this, like the the Nebuchadnezzar and like all these different things. They all. Uh, Zion is the name of the city. There's just a, there's a lot of religious thing undertones. Oh yeah. Well, they blatantly like, call him out as like Jesus in the beginning of the movie, like the dude that's coming and getting the disc and following the white rabbit. Oh yeah. Like he yeah. he blatantly like refers to him as like Jesus. He calls him like Jesus Christ or something. You're my own savior, Jesus Christ or something. You know one that where I think they missed the ball, but it might have been expensive was following the white rabbit. How awesome would it have been if they would have gotten that Jefferson Airplane song? <laughs> yeah. That would have been kind of cool. That would have been cool. That would have been really cool. Yeah, no, uh, this... Uh, we, we really could talk about this movie forever. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about this movie because it was the 20-year anniversary and we're old. And I just wanted to talk about how awesome this movie was. And if you haven't seen this, what are you doing listening to us? I kind of want to go and get like the whole thing on Blu-ray, like remastered Blu-ray, even though I'm not a fan of the second movie. I like the third one, though. I own the first and the third one on DVD. But uh, I kind of want to get them on Blu-ray. But I also kind of want to wait until I can afford or not so much afford. Wait until my current television dies and I buy a 4K TV. Because I think seeing the Matrix in 4K would be freaking amazing. Yeah, 4K. 
Yeah, that's the new frontier, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, 4K remastered HDR, all that stuff. Oh, that'd be great. You know what sucks? They should have released this back in the theaters, even if it was just for the one day. You know how cool that would have been to see it in the theaters again? Yeah, I'm actually surprised that they haven't, because usually uh, it seems like with all these anniversaries of movies, they have been releasing them. So I don't know. Maybe they'll release it a little bit later. But Well, it's just such a groundbreaking, huge film. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we could sit here and talk about The Matrix literally forever. But instead, we talked about cell phones for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about cell phones. Hey, but you know that was that was you know uh, you know that was an important part in the movie, and we were just reminiscing about the good old days back when. Well, technology we, is all we, over this movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie was made back when people used to talk to each other. What's that like? Yeah, I don't know, man. I like I'm texting you right now. We are. This is just a uh, Google Translate that's reading uh, our texts. Yeah, yeah. Did you get the Pixel update? Uh, no. I no. Is there a new one today? Yeah, I think they upgraded the the assistant so it can like make appointments and shit now for you. Oh no, I've already had that for a while. The concierge uh, service. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I've had that for like six months. I used it the other day on my mom. It was freaking hilarious. Oh man. Uh. Okay. She she freaked out and hung up. Because what you can do is you can screen your phone call, like, and not screen your phone call where you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person, send it to voicemail. Like, you can tell your phone to answer the phone, ask them who it is and what they want, and then hang up. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about where you can now get it to be like, hey, give me a hair appointment. And then it calls the, like, the, oh, yeah, well, that showed up. That was part of this. Yeah, but what they showed off now, I guess they just had a new update to make more stuff possible. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I was just, yeah, one of the guys at work got it. I don't I don't have a Pixel, but I know about yeah, it. Yeah, because, no, that 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 uh, that screening thing was amazing. Like, my mom was like, why did some lady answer your phone from Google asking me what I needed and what I wanted and why I was calling you? It was weird. I hung up. <laughs> I thought it was great. Nice, dude. Have you uh, sent a lot of your uh, your 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 anonymous calls or you know whatever? Because we get robo dialed all. The oh time. no, dude! Or at least I. Do. That is one thing. The freaking um, uh, Pixel is really good at, like really good at. Like Project Fi is really good at. I might get maybe one or two spam calls that'll pop through, and typically they're even labeled as spam. I hardly ever get those shitty calls anymore. Like, not like I used to. Like, seriously, I get maybe one or two a day. That's it. Man, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It is well worth having crappy service. <laughs> Just for that one thing alone, to have less spam callers. And the cool thing is, is if you pick up, like you pick up one, and it is a spam caller, you can report it as spam and it'll go back to Google, Google market. And then if that phone number calls anyone else, it will always pop up as spam to other people other than just you. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It's pretty impressive. 
See, here we are nerding out about tech again. But again, it's the Matrix. I mean, that's like what the Matrix is, you know? It's tech. It's being a goofball. It's, oh, dude, I still remember coming out of the Matrix when we went and saw it. And my mind was just blown. I'm like, and then, you know, the whole Elon Musk thing, how he's like, oh, yeah, we we have a very high probability we are living in the Matrix. And my mind was just blown walking out of there as a 17-year-old kid. I was like, man amazing we seriously might be living in the matrix mike yes yeah no it was ah so good man so good well all right um i know we can sit here and ramble on but we're almost at uh 40 ish minutes oh yeah 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 and i am not and you need to go to bed uh mr mile high show so we are gonna cut this off right now but just just know this. If you have not seen The Matrix, you need to go watch it. Even if you can only watch it on DVD. It was streaming on Amazon Prime. It went by the wayside. That's why I had to watch it on DVD. Fuckers. But um, it's an incredible movie. It is one of the reasons why we have the big, giant superhero blockbusters uh, action movies today. Because it's not the whole reason, but The Matrix really pushed that whole genre forward. I mean, because when you break it down and you really look at it, again, it's, you know, one of the things that kind of bothers me, but kind of doesn't, is uh, Neo is a superhero. He is. Like, he flies away at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 kind of a superhero. Yeah, or he is a superhero. Yeah, yeah. he is. In the Matrix, he is a superhero. Outside the Matrix, he's just a normal dude. But in the Matrix, he's a superhero. And it just paved the way for, you know, or maybe softened the way for more superhero movies. You know, we got Blade not too long after this. Blade was freaking awesome. We need to do that one. Yeah, um, and this one was such a, a, a complicated, smart story. It was really cool to see it do so well. Because I feel like sometimes, even now, they, they're dumbing down things uh, for people, and that's not cool. So, Dude, that that's just all of Hollywood and the sequels, the repeated sequels. Now, don't get me wrong, The Matrix has two more sequels attached to it. But nowadays, it seems like we're getting lots of sequels and lots of reboots. And just like Tuesdays, when you were talking about us, you know, it's really, really amazing when you have an original idea. You know, and the Matrix was. Yeah. Oh, man. Such a good idea. I know it's it's it, it, it builds upon other things, but it was so well executed. I mean, ah, it's awesome. All right, Mike. So since this is one of your favorite movies in the world, damn, I was kind of off center of Mike there. Hopefully that came out. So, Mike, um, how many reels do you give 1999's The Matrix? Um, I've already said I'm biased and, uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I've got to do it. Five reels, five reels. Yeah. I knew that was coming. I know it's not your favorite movie of all time, but it's, uh, probably right next to Jaws. It's maybe just like a little bit below Jaws. I can, I can feel it. Yeah. It's, it's up there, man. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites for sure. And like when DVD, the format came out, I was like, well, I only need to have one movie. The Matrix. <laughs> I'll just watch it until the disc is the disc is clear. <laughs> yeah, 
Like that was my mind. That was that was what I thought, and that was the first movie I ever have. I still have it, and it's like this weird cover and stuff because they hadn't. Ah, anyway, doesn't matter. I know. I still have it. You want me to take a picture of it and send it to you to help you reminisce? No, dude, I have it too. Oh, you still have the DVD? Oh yeah. Oh, because I know you said you had it on Blu-ray. I have it on both. Oh, okay. It's okay. I have uh, three different copies of Star Wars, all of them. Well, not the new ones. The new ones, I well, only bought the one ones, copy of those. Do you have the one that has the the not, uh, let's see. The not edited ones? Like the original ones that were released to the theater that don't have like um, the new Anakin in it and all that stuff. Like They did not release those on DVD. They still have not to this day. That's one thing when Disney bought them over, the fans pushed for really hardcore. The only time they ever released those was uh on vhs Mm, which i'm sure you have actually i don't (gasps) dude you better start hitting up those garage sales man estate sales i don't have any money dude estate sales you'll be not rich like you like five it'll be like five bucks what would i play it on i don't own a vhs tape player matt you just need to own it you don't have to be able to watch it. oh lord but I own, you know, the special edition DVDs. I own the original, the first run of the Blu-rays, and then I got the super special box set of the uh, Blu-rays that has every single movie in it before the uh, new ones came out, with like three bonus discs. That's probably that's the one I always watch when I sit down and watch Star Wars. But anyway, so all right, I will get to my reading since Mike isn't going to ask me, and he's getting off track with uh, the wars. Oh yeah. Sorry, I love I the wars. Distracted. I love my wars. Yeah, I got I get distracted. Now, 1999, 17-year-old incredible Matt, who was optimistic and still loved life, I would have given this movie, just like you, five reels. But 2019 dark, depressed Matt only gives it four and a half reels. Oh, I see. Okay. Dude, I just, I can't get over the freaking foam and the, the, like the, um, the foam blowing up walls kind of, I just was like, man, it doesn't look good at all. And then, um, the uh, other scene where he seals his mouth shut, like the digital is just really rough on that. But again, this is 99. I mean, it took him some balls to do any form of digital in a movie, you know? Yeah. Any CGI, shall I say. Yeah, and it costs so much. I mean, it always costs a lot, but, you know, I think it was a big budget concern in this because they were also doing all that bullet time camera work. And the guys are like, you want how many cameras in a circle? Mm." But but the bullet (laughs) time at least still looks pretty good. It's not amazing, but it doesn't fall apart like the the foam walls and his face. But it's still, yeah. you know, so that's why I just, down, you know, again, this is 2019, Matt, not 1999, Matt. And you have your soft spot, so, you know. Yeah, I do. It's fine. I love this movie, too. It's probably at least in my top ten, if not in my top five. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. So, all right, Mike. Well, um, what are we talking about next week? You're the one that wants to pick these movies. I'm done. I'm not doing the podcast anymore. I'm out. You can do it all by oh. yourself. What movies are you going to go watch and talk about next week? 
Well, uh, I was encouraging you to watch uh, the new remake of The Pet Cemetery, uh, the latest version of Stephen King movies being remade. Uh, it seems like all of them will be remade, so I'm expecting Shining around the corner. Um, no, but I do know that they are making the Shining sequel. I don't know if you ever read it. I have a copy of it. I have not read it yet. Um, I need to get that thing, that elusive thing that I really don't have much of. No, no, not money, Mike. Not time? money, time. There you go. When I get that, I yeah. would like to read that. I have a copy of Dr. Sleep. That's the sequel to The Shining is Dr. Sleep. They are making that into a movie. Okay. Well, um, anyway, I would like to watch that. And there's a new uh, Netflix movie that uh, talks about the uh, Texas Rangers uh, who end up getting reinstated to hunt down Bonnie and Clyde. It's called The Highwaymen. And uh, that's Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner, and it's released on Netflix, so I kind of want to watch that. So a tributary is what you're going to do, and Pet Cemetery is what you're going to do. Who, who are you going to have on for your guest next week, Mike? <sighs> I think I'm going to have my uh, awesome, uh, awesome uh, producer, um, you know, Matt. <laughs> So what you're saying is I can't get out of doing the podcast. Fine. No, I see how it no, is. you can't. Fine. All right, Mike. Well, um, I'm looking forward to watching Pet Cemetery, especially. I've heard it's great. Uh, very, very, you know, interesting. I think even um, Stephen King said he liked it, which is rare because he usually hates his movies. Yeah, I think he hates most of the versions of his movies. I, I don't even know. Like, he hates The Shining, which blows my mind, because I love that movie. Yeah, no, that is a whew, crazy movie. It's one of my but, favorites. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. And uh, Anyway, so, yeah, I you know, make sure, email us. Send us in anything you, you know, like one I put out on the uh, socials when uh, I posted us was uh, give us your theories, give us your thoughts on us and uh, email us or Facebook message or whatever. And uh, Mike or I will uh, read them on a future podcast because we want some interaction here, people. Well, we want some feedback. We want to hear what you guys think about these movies, too, not just us. So let us know. Have you seen Pet Cemetery yet? Are you going to see it tonight? You know? Shoot us an email. Say, hey, this movie sucked or this movie was great or what you liked or what you didn't like or whatever. Let us know what's going on. I just... Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be great. Some more interaction would be great. Interact with us, damn it. I don't know if that's exactly how how that goes, Matt. But yeah, interact. Okay, fine. All right, Mike. Well, I guess I don't have anything else. Um, You know, be like Neo and uh, fly us out of here. Nice. Nice segue, man. Yeah, uh, so uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, catch us on our next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Dude, I just had a vision of you giving me the countdown, like, in Wayne's World. See, but it fucking wouldn't work if I did it like in Wayne's World. I, I know, dude, but that, that was that, that that was just what I had in my head right now. I don't know why. 
was I did I have a head pair of headsets on and standing next to a camera and then I take my finger and I act like I'm shoving up your ass? <laughs> uh something like that, yeah. Nice. That's amazing. Are you ready? Yeah, man, I'm ready. <laughs> 